0: hey y'all welcome back to season two of yeah but are you listening i'm Ovi, and i'm glad you've tuned into this journey i've created this space to push you to be authentic to be transparent and to do it scared let's get to it in honor of Pride Month for June, I have invited my very good friends, Link and Lupe. So I feel like, you know, every time I call you Link, I'm like, should I
1: call her, Tonya?
0: Anyway, so I've invited them to sit down and talk to me. Um, So we'll get started. So you guys give me your introduction. Tell me who you are, um, whatever you want people to know. Who you are, where you live, what you do, whatever you want people to know. (laughs) <laughs> you
2: go first yeah, i'll go first um so yes i i go by link anybody who knew me at southern and anywhere else i'm sonia um and let's see uh we're living in decatur georgia
1: uh-huh.
2: right now mm-hmm. my last name ain't link no more it's Link Tune. <laughs> right got to the another
0: part we'll have to talk about you guys were the first people I had ever known to do that
2: what's that put their names together to combine your life la- yeah to combine oh yeah your
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah we'll talk about that because that, that was a whole conversation that was a whole bunch <laughs> <of conversations. laughs> um what else what do you do what do i do i well currently i am an application specialist mm-hmm. for qssi mm-hmm. um and so it's warehousing software um that i used in my previous job when we okay. lived in california
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, so i love the software uh and so now i get to work for the company that makes it <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> and help other companies install it use it troubleshoot, answer their, their ideas with solutions on how to use the software and all that kind of stuff.
0: So you guys are unique because not only do we have pride stuff to talk about, but you guys are like biracial and like what, (laughs) what is, so I always get like nationality and race, like they are not interchangeable. No, no, no.
2: So nationality is is literally that nation? What na- nation what nationality
0: you are you? Okay. Anytime
2: somebody asks me that, what nationality are you? I mean, you say I'm an American. Okay.
0: Okay. So right? so race. Give me your race. Your yeah. racial mix. So
2: my racial mix is black and white. My dad is black. My mom is white. Mm-hmm. Or ethnicity, if that's what you prefer. Um, and and I have a sister. Mm -hmm. Um, both of us as far as our faces are concerned we look very similar but our skin tones are very different Um, I am very white presenting Uh, if it wasn't from my hair I feel like you're not that white
0: presenting (laughs)
2: newsflash no (laughs) I'm I'm white presenting enough that for some reason white people can't tell I'm mixed Black right. folks always know that I'm mixed. Right, I have okay. never yeah. had a problem with <laughs> black people not knowing that I'm mixed. Yeah, uh, okay. but you know, there's my life. My You're sister enough be close has enough. The beautiful mixed person olive skin mm-hmm. that you know I've always wished that I had, but but that is not me.
0: Well, that's okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. All right, your turn. Wow. Your turn. Lupe's turn.
3: <laughs> so I'm Lupe and i actually grew up in atlanta so it was like moving back home to move to decatur um and i'm a teacher i've been out of work for um a bit though you know having had a baby but i'm excited to get back in the fall into the classroom setting i have lived in a bunch of different places so from atlanta i moved to Boston for college, and then I moved out to California for my graduate degree, um, and then I moved back to Atlanta to be near your family, um, and I, don't know, that's, I think that sums me up pretty well. Tell <laughs> pretty me about well your up. race. Oh, so I am adopted into a white family. Um, I'm from Paraguay originally. My twin brother and I were adopted when we were four months old, and so... Race has always been a bit complicated for me because I present in a certain way, but my upbringing is very, very white, very WASP um, background, family. (laughs) Um, And so uh, going to college in Boston was a big kind of bubble bursting a bit for me because I was in the bubble that I grew up in. I was just Mm -hmm. perceived as a person, it felt like for the most part. Um, But I also was, you know, with my family. So that made up my identity. But without my family, without my white um, brother and my white parents, um, you know, I'm perceived as a person of color. So I had a lot of uh, really negative experiences in Boston uh, in regards to my race. Um, Technically, I am half Guarani, which is also, which is the native group from Paraguay. Okay. Um, so I'm half Native American and uh, half Spanish, um, but I've not done a genetics test. So I'm not hundred percent sure, but that is my understanding from um, <laughs> what my mother told me about my birth mom. So
0: I am from yeah. Lord. So I will tell you, um, it has, I continue to be amazed at what I learn about. So I've done done a bunch of episodes at this point and a lot of them um, have been with other people and and many of the other people that have participated are people that I know right or that I would like to think that I know intimately and I continue to be amazed when I have these conversations and I like get to talk to people that I'm like well shit I don't know you at all now do I so I (laughs) I you know I get to learn a lot um, in this so you're right I would have never so I didn't know you were adopted number one I mean, I don't know that you would put that on your wedding invitation, right? But like, I didn't know you were adopted and I, I definitely didn't know the background. I definitely um, just thought you were Spanish or maybe even Hispanic, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm awful at that. So I, I usually stay with La- right. yeah Latino. <laughs> yes. So
3: Hispanic yes. is usually referred to people who have um, like Spain, Spanish descendants whereas Latino is more reference for people from
0: Latin American countries. Okay. Well, now you history. know. <laughs> now I know, right? I feel like the, um the other day my, my cousin was here visiting and he had a reading rainbow shirt. And so, oh, and I, I looked at him because he's also not like he's not gay. And I'm like, so this is probably not the best month for you to wear a reading rainbow shirt. He's like, but it's the show. I'm like, eh, it's got a rainbow on the front. But anyway, so yes, the more you know. The more
1: you
0: know. <laughs> so um Let's talk a little bit about. So we'll dive into like pride a little bit, right? Um, let's talk a little bit about like your own personal journey in terms of um, what that looked like. Like, when did you know? Who did you tell? Um, what was the feedback? Like, so I laugh because Link and I went to middle school together, right? Mm-hmm. Started wow. middle school, and like, yeah. like, so I'll have to, I'll have to let you tell me when you know so that I can be like, well, I knew, so I just, I need need them to like line up, I need them to line up, because what I remember is, in middle school, Link was a tomboy, right, and it was, like, so it wasn't a big deal, I mean, because I don't know that being a tomboy at that stage, for me anyway, related to like, homosexuality, right, it didn't have anything to do with your sexuality, you just like to climb trees I mean I guess like looking <laughs> back I guess they were don't laugh. I mean I just mean like I guess looking back I guess they were connected but they weren't connected for me at that at that point in my life and I say that because now I have a niece who's in middle school and they are like talking pronouns and and I'm like in middle wow. school I didn't care about nobody's pronouns like if you were a girl I called you her if you were a boy you were him it wasn't this identity thing so you know so I I laugh because when I when I think back so you were a tomboy and you were the best softball player I knew like hands down (laughs) if you're playing softball you want her on your team right or if you're if you're doing track and you want her like you want to win and like field events you want link on your team it really was not connected to your sexual preference so like at what point did you know or think you knew or like at what point did it become, I don't know, like, was it a decision?
2: Yeah, well, it's a complicated journey, <laughs> I must say. Okay. Because, well, and I say that for a couple of reasons, but the one is, yes, you are you are right insofar as when we were kids, you know, there were tomboys, there were like anybody who might be at our age suspected of being gay was going to be some kind of flaming gay kid you know right, right. um that everybody was calling a sissy you know it, it i mean primarily it would have been boys right and it wouldn't have been you know super it wasn't particularly accepted i mean even now right. there's it still, wasn't. there's still challenges with it um and outside of that, it's just let kids kind of be kids. But right. So that's not just us being kids. It's also us being, you know, in the 80s and early 90s, there, you know, was a whole different culture, you know, around where we were. And you're talking about the South. And North Carolina in particular has changed a lot around the general culture that, you know, how, what school was like when we grew up. Right. And, you know, now kids, our classmates, yours, our kids are going to those same schools. Right. And they have a whole different experience. Right. Um, The pronoun thing is real. That didn't exist. You know, trans identity. That didn't exist in the terms that we understand
0: it now. Nope. Um, And when, you know, it's funny you say that because in listening to you talk about it, you're right. Like, I think at that point, any type of like gay title was typically applied to boys only. Like, I can't mm -hmm. remember, like looking back, I'm like, there were definitely boys where you're like, that kid likes other boys. But there wasn't the same... There wasn't the same identifier for girls, but I also think because at that point, looking like a, looking dressing like a boy was a fashion statement for a girl. Like it wasn't like, I can remember baggy jeans, big t-shirts and sneakers, and nobody ever questioned whether I liked other girls, right? Um, right. So you're right in that it was- I mean,
2: TLC, TLC was huge.
0: was huge. You know,
2: like, the- And I still love their stuff. I mean, I saw a TLC picture the other day, and I was like, "See, that's that was cool, and it's still cool."
0: You still walking around with condoms on your glasses? I got it.
2: (laughs) Maybe not that part, but (laughs) you know, but the clothes, the colors, the the all the style, you know that that part was a fashion statement for sure, as well as, um, um. I feel like just not. So I got told a lot, you're a tomboy, but you're going to grow out of it,
1: mm. you know?
2: Um, and I do remember the first time that somebody, uh, it was the dad of a softball friend. Um, somebody said to me uh, something in a way that that started to imply I wasn't growing out of it. Um, and mm. I was, I was, so this guy had known me for a long time, you know, through through softball, and um, you know, watched me grow up. And at one point, uh, uh, as a teenager, he said to me, um, because I I was never a big fan of wearing dresses and no way, you know, that kind of <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> so I did at one point you know, decide like I'm gonna I'm gonna try to embrace more femininity than I have been. Right. Um I'm not gonna lie, I look nice. I wasn't comfortable at all, but I look nice. Mm -hmm. And um and he happened to see me. I don't remember where we were, um, out and about. And and he he made a point to come over and say to me, Wow, I'm really I'm really surprised. Like you clean up nice. I was a little worried. I figured, you know, last time I saw you running around with a, with a stick for a sword and a blanket for a cape. And I figured when I saw you again, I was going to see you scratching between your legs.
0: Wow. Okay. So let me ask you at that point, did you know? So like, so I guess to to interject a little bit, I feel like there's a, there are two distinctive types of people. There are people who believe that you're born, whatever you're born attracted to to whomever, and I think that there's a population of people that believe that you're not born that way, that at some point you make it, you either are influenced or you make a decision, right? So you're either Mm -hmm. like, I'm not dating another man, all people with penises are trash, and I'm just going to date women from here on out, right? And I think that that does happen with some people. Um, And then I think that there, you know, people believe that experience, that you are influenced by experiences, whether it's, like molestation or um like some other negative connotation right and that shapes your you, you know sexual desires or or whatever you know now we have also coasted into a generation where you don't you can like everybody you don't have to choose mm-hmm. um so i, I guess to, like to bring that back do you feel did you know at that point and and what side of the fence cuz i'll ask you the same thing with they like at what side of the fence do you do you land on? Is it the I feel like I was born this way? Or I feel like it was either a decision or an influential an influential situation that caused me to be this way at some point in my life?
2: Yeah. Um I will say, in my opinion, I don't think that any gay person um makes a choice as far as who i mean I, I anybody will say well you can't speak for, for everybody right? right but the i don't see how you you're talking about something primal you're talking about attraction sexual attraction now you don't feel that as a child so right. that's one of those things that that people really need to separate out you know that that children don't have sexual drives now they may have gender recognition you know that they're they're perfectly aware of like I see myself as right you know um and I will say that as a child like I knew I understood I was a girl but I never felt like a girl. I okay. always felt like the stuff that I like to do the clothes that I like to wear the way that I wanted my hair cut, which I never got um, <laughs> all of those things they were always what the boys did had were okay. and through most of my childhood I would think if I were a boy everything would be so much easier everything would be right like I wouldn't people people wouldn't make the comments that they're making I, I wouldn't be so uncomfortable
1: In your right
2: you know I wouldn't stick out you know so much all of these thoughts that I had um playing games of pretend and and imagine and and even reading books um uh writing stories I did that a lot mm-hmm. uh you know for me yeah like I mean they, we even put on a play at one of these after school programs we played a game um that we made up it was a pretend game out in the on the playground uh-huh. And it was so organized well, you know, it just kind of fell in place. I was like, we should make this into a play. And and so we did. It didn't come off very well, but that's aside from <laughs> the point. In that okay. play, I was the prince. And I wasn't gonna be anybody else, you know, right. in that game and in all of the games. Because that's was where the you were prince. Okay. I was a knight. I you know, I was the king. I was I was always that male figure.
0: So you know. then, did you have to like come out? Like, did you have to officially come out? Because, like, hearing you say that, when I look back to us in middle school, like, there are several people that we went to middle and high school with that have that are now standing in their truth, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm very close to one of them in particular. Um, and up until a few years ago, he was not standing in that truth right and so when he Mm -hmm. finally decided to i was like i mean well we've been new but okay But i mean i'm glad you're here with us because we knew 20 years ago but that wasn't your truth 20 years ago right and so as your friend and as someone someone who loves you i'll let you get to your truth whenever you're ready um but like so, you know. So I guess I'm asking you, like, did you have to like actually come out and say because you're right? I'm glad you actually made that that realization that children don't have sexual urges unless they have been through something. Like unless children are right. traumatized yeah. in some way, you know, you are not born wanting to have sex with another person. I don't right. think. I don't think you are. Um, And so like, I, I, you know, leaning into that, I would say, I guess at the point when, when the sexual desires do begin at that point, you're like, oh, I am physically attracted to, you know, whatever sex it's going to be. So at that point, when it got to that point for you, did you have to, and maybe not right then, but having been um, classified as a tomboy, like all along, did you still have to come out and say, I like women? Or like I don't like boys, or, or whatever you say when you when you come out. Did you have to make that type of declaration, or did you just like, <laughs> did you just like show up with a girlfriend and everybody was like, oh, okay, okay, this is what <laughs> we <makes> doing. <laughs> that makes sense. That exactly. That fits very well.
2: Um, so I'm glad you asked that question because because there there's one part of it, the. Were people, like, as you mentioned, as far as a a group of folks who are of the opinion that you're making a choice, Um, and I will agree that a choice is made, but it doesn't have to do with whether or not you are gay. The choice is made on whether or not you accept that Mm -hmm. you're gay, or bi, or trans, or whatever you might be. Right. Um, and embracing that. And as you said, living that truth. Now, I didn't, not for a long time. I Not only did I not make that choice to recognize that, I couldn't see that that was a choice. Um, okay. Okay. So I, there was no, I mean, again, you got to remember what things were like in the late 80s and right. through most of the 90s, well into the, into the 2000s, being gay was nothing to be appreciated. People didn't appreciate it. It was a big deal when Ellen was like, I'm gay. She lost her show, you know, Rosie O'Donnell, she, she had to go off screen for a long time. People weren't, it, you know, it was not, um, like people talk about trendy or cool or, or right. being, you know, whatever in the present, but but it's it's still not trendy or cool. It's just whether or not it's accepted more universally. Right. And that is right. thankfully the case. But as kids, it was taboo. You know, it was whispered about. People who were thought to be gay were whispered about. They were ostracized. We had a friend in, in school who I just thought was was just the coolest kid I ever saw. She, she, she was a she. Um, you know, she got to wear the clothes that she wanted to, cut her hair the way she wanted to, um, and it, you know, shaved on the sides and long on the top and closed from the gap. Which I mean, that that on its own. So like some of that is is that's the kind of money that your family had my family didn't have that kind of money right
1: Right.
2: (laughs) you know so I wasn't getting those clothes anyway they didn't sell them at Walmart or Kmart um (laughs) I got it but but she just as a person was like you are you are the kind of cool that I want to be like you look like how I see myself and it was whispered about that she was gay and because of that she didn't get a lot of, of um, um, invites to things, and people people bullied her. And I remember going home, um, and it, because I was making friends with her, you know, she she played basketball and and softball, and and I don't know what else she played, but um, but but so I would go, I would so we were joking around and a teammate when she went after this person walked away a teammate leaned over to me on the bench and she's like you know she's gay right and I was like what's what's gay (laughs) and um and at this point I think I'm a freshman in in high school high school okay um and she said it means that she likes girls like she would want to kiss a girl you know she probably likes you that way
0: and did you say I like her too in that way (laughs) no I mean I didn't like
2: her in that way (laughs) I didn't really could like a person in that
0: way (laughs) right
2: right (laughs) you know but I but I was like okay oh okay and and the way that she was that teammate was telling me this let me know loud and clear that that was not okay that it was not okay so that that really bummed me out and i went home and i and i told my parents about it and i asked their permission if i could be friends with her still um The overall, the decision was yes. <laughs> okay. But just the fact that there's a conversation about it, and that I felt like I needed to ask permission about it, and that ultimately my parents reinforced, I feel like maybe unintentionally um, that that this was not a good way to be.
0: Right. Okay. So, so that contributed. Friend, but this is not right? the lifestyle that we are supporting.
2: Right. Okay. Now, I mean, and lifestyle isn't really. I mean, lifestyles are like clothes; they they go on and come off. This right. is right, right, right. You know, um, and so, so that contributed to years and years and years of being like, "You're a girl. You're a girl. You're supposed to like boys." I had to manufacture crushes for myself, mm-hmm. like. I, you know, there were plenty of boys that were, that I liked, but I liked them. I always only ever liked them as friends.
0: Right. Or, you know, just, they were cool right. people. Right. Who it I wasn't liked. just sexual attraction.
2: Nope. Never had that. Um, and, and honestly, I didn't really have it with women either for a long time. I mean, into my 20s, probably. Mm-hmm. I just, I just didn't have that if if i were thinking about a romantic situation it was always kind of a fictional fairy tale imagining this is you know and and in that uh, that fiction i'm a guy and so therefore i would be attracted to a woman and so but it was never like in my own personal real life right what about getting married what about having kids? What about having a boyfriend? Like, I'm supposed to have a boyfriend. There's nobody I'm interested in who would fit that bill.
0: So let me ask you, and then I'm actually going to bring Lupe into the conversation. Um, that's okay, Lupe. You get to start at the beginning, too. We're not we're not going to, <laughs> to jeopardize you of your story. Um, no. Let me is. ask you this, Link, before I, before I bring Lupe in. Did you, because I, I do want to bring her in to the point where you're at, like to the, mm-hmm. to the 20s or to the point where you're at. So then I guess it's a two-part question. The first one is, so having said that, did you like opt out of relationships? Like, did you just choose to just have kind of platonic friendships or did you? So let me, let me back up a little bit further. So I, I had a conversation. I told you my cousin was here with the reading rainbow shirt <laughs> yeah. and I was just not a good idea, sir um anyway so and one of the we had a conversation we don't
2: discriminate he can wear the
0: rainbow (laughs) he cannot wear the rainbow rainbows for everybody (laughs) yes yes um but he we actually I told him that I was like we were you 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 guys and I were going to talk and he was you know we started having a conversation and um you know he was like um I don't I can't remember where he lies on like the birth or the decision. We, we talked about it, but I don't remember. But I do remember that the one of the responses to something he said that I gave was, you know, um, that I know, because, oh, he was like, but I know people, he felt like it was a decision for some mm-hmm. people, because he's like, I know women who have been with men their entire life. Niecy Nash is a perfect example, right? She was married, I think, twice to men. She got a kid. She might have two kids, right? And mm-hmm. now she's married to a woman. And she's like, I'm mm-hmm. the happiest I've ever been. And he's like, and so I told him, I said, well, there are, I know, I personally know people who chose to live against how they felt and how they identified because that's what was accepted because that is what, you know, at, at up until a couple years ago that was what was recognized formally. Like you couldn't marry, there weren't same-sex marriages ten years ago. You know, if you wanted okay. if you wanted your your marriage to be recognized by the state, if you wanted to get tax credits, you better marry somebody of the opposite sex. Like if you wanted benefits, you know. Yeah. And so I yeah. do know people that have gotten married, have had families, because that's what it was supposed to be, right? That's what the that's what the fairy tale looks like. But they yeah. were miserable, or the, at a minimum, right. they weren't happy. So they're in these relationships. They're not really having sex. They're not really doing whatever. Um, but they, but on the surface, it looks like what everybody expects it to look like, and so that's what I said to him. Like, there are people that live these lives that aren't really indicative of who they are on the inside, but it's what people ex- people accept freely, and then mm-hmm. at some point they decide that it's not worth living that, like living that for other people is not worth it, and so they're like, forget this. I've liked men all my life. Damn it, I want to be with a man, right? I I don't care what people think. Or I've yeah. liked women all my life. I'm going to be with a woman that is my question for you is like did you did you side with the I I, I'm not going to fully submerge in what's expected so I'm just not going to engage in like romantic relationships at all or did you spend some time trying to have it look like you thought it was acceptable to look I don't know if that's if I'm explaining it the right way but I think so.
2: Yeah, um, I, I didn't have, I didn't have the the gas for going on that drive. Like like, you know, even as even as um, teenager, late teenager, mid teenagers, late teenagers. E- you know, my friends are pairing off. They're getting, they're going with their boyfriends and their girlfriends off and they're, they're having their own little romantic bubbles and kissing and letters and, Mm -hmm, you know, going mm -hmm. to prom and all of this stuff. And I, like, I didn't go to my proms. I didn't go to any of my proms. Um, um, because, the expectation is your girl you wear a dress to to the prom like not just a dress but, but like the fanciest nicest princess dress that you can
0: find yeah yeah
2: and I was not going to do that period <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I was right. willing to go by myself but I was not willing to to dress up as something that I did not right. see
0: myself you were as. like I wore that dress that one time I am not doing it again. right <laughs>
2: all right <laughs> Yeah, and I was probably 20 when I did it Um, right Right. and, and so I just I didn't have the drive to go find a boyfriend like as all my friends were doing I saw them doing this but I but it wasn't like I want that so it wasn't like opting out of you know recognizing that this is what I I saw that my peers were doing this and therefore right. that was probably right. the expectation like you know my my um I mean I had a couple family members saying you know like so when when so are you, is there anybody you're interested in or, or you know you gonna bring anybody home or you know <laughs> that but most of them didn't ask and most right. of them are probably like everybody else in my life they already knew <laughs> and they weren't going to ask right but but if I and when because there did become a point where, so, like I got yanked out of. So for those who don't know, I went to Southern until um, I was a sophomore, and then I went to Science and Math. And yeah, Science you and were Math one
0: of the smart the school,
2: kids. What's that?
0: You were one of the smart kids.
2: <laughs> yeah, the the North County School of Science and Math is a public school technically because any student in the state can apply to go to it. Mm -hmm. Um, However, you live there as if it is a boarding school. Um, And so in living there, um, you, you meet students from all kinds of backgrounds from all over the state. And the school accepts the challenges that come with primarily being now guardians of 500, you know, 16, 18, I mean, some some of the kids there were very young, uh, 13, 14, you Mm -hmm. know, could be, Um, and so the state is taking on that responsibility. At one point, I got yanked out of school, and I think by a bunch of homophobic um, teachers and administration, uh, I was not clear on why. You know, I mean, I, I was struggling with my parents' divorce at the time, but um, the reason that I was being, like, I was forced into therapy, I was forced into these various kind of interviews, and those interviews all centered around who I was friends with and how I saw those, all women, um, and how I saw those friends. Which I'm like, this has nothing to do with my parents' divorce. So, right. why are we having this conversation? Right. Um, so things like that, I think, ob- obviously, that intense is happening outside of you know. But you've got friends and you've got family making comments and making assertions and stuff like that, where the expectation is there should be a boy that you like. There, right. there should be. And so, as a defense mechanism, I'm like, yeah, I like that guy, <laughs> you know. Now, obviously, that it's like, and I might like that guy, but I don't necessarily like him in any kind of boyfriend sense, right? Right. Um, but it's a defense mechanism. So, so there was, so there was that, you know, as far as my aspirations around any kind of sexual or romantic relationships i just was like i i don't have that drive i don't have that interest right now at all right y'all keep pressuring me to have it and so here it is this this is (laughs) right (laughs) you know but as once it became like all right now i am starting to recognize a sexual interest in others right it's women you know and right that's the truth.
0: Right. That's my truth. Yeah. All right, Lupe. You ready? <laughs> sure. Okay. So <laughs> tell me. So we have now, Link has gotten us up to the point for her where she is now standing in her truth. She's she's probably 37. No, no, no. I'm just joking. So she's gotten us <laughs> to like her 20s where she is like standing in her truth. Um, so give us like when you um like when you when you knew um what that looked like for you like what your experience if there were any like standout experiences for you that you had um just what that what that looked like because where were you were in Georgia
3: yeah I was in okay. Georgia um okay. but I grew up in a very affluent family so mm-hmm. I went to a private school Mm -hmm. that was like a hippie private school so everyone was like super super liberal like a lot of very wealthy democratic folks Uh, everybody
0: loves everybody
3: and kind of yeah and (laughs) and so you know in high school there were several teachers at my school who were gay and they were out and there was an LGBTQ alliance at my school that the one of the language teachers started. Um, He's actually still there. Um, But so uh, there was quite a lot of like visible people in my life who were Mm gay Uh, growing up. Like we had family friends down the street from us. They were a lesbian couple Mm -hmm. and they also had two adopted daughters from Guatemala. So uh, we became friends with them um, and we would frequently go down there for dinner. They'd come over to our house for dinner. Okay. uh, my parents are very, uh, like, my mom was super hardcore hippie, you know, in the 60s, you know, love everybody. Um, and my dad's pretty laid back guy. Uh, my cousin came out when she was 15. She's in her early 50s now. Oh, wow. So she came okay. out back in the day. Um, and my, my parents were some of the, my, the aunts and uncles that were like really supportive of her. Mm -hmm. um and so it was always just kind of known in my family so there wasn't a ton of like there wasn't a lot of stigma around it right Um, I mean she had a hard time of it partly from her relationship with my aunt having a really hard time with it but for the most part in the family it just was accepted
0: um did you have to like come out or did you just was one day just like I have a girlfriend
3: so I um So I actually had a boyfriend in high school, a very serious boyfriend. Um, And, and in college, I also dated men. I knew in high school, probably around junior year that I also liked girls, Mm -hmm. but I was pretty happy in my relationship with a guy. But I I did know that I um, had, had, had crushes on um, female friends and, and girls in my classes, but it But I was like, well, I'm dating a guy. I mean, so my mom, I guess, is somebody who um, had lots of different boyfriends in high school from like a relatively young age. And I was like painfully shy growing up, um, like to the point where I was really only friends with my twin brother for the majority of my elementary school life, pretty much. And he and I would always make friends with one person it was always a girl and then there would be like us this little trio but that would be it like Nick and I Nick's my twin brother wouldn't really make friends much outside of that Mm -hmm. um and so uh you know I got to middle school my mom kept asking me if I liked boys or if I had a boyfriend and then high school rolls around and you know, freshman year and sophomore year, and I still don't have a boyfriend. And I had lots of crushes on people, but A, I was like really, really shy. Right. So I wasn't going to like ever make a move on anybody. And um, also one thing that I thought like reflected upon is that um, the school I went to was, there were very few people of color at my school. Okay. And I've always been drawn to um had crushes on people of color, um, POC folks. And so, uh, you know, a lot of them tended to like each other. um, And I just always felt like, and I would also have crushes on white guys, but a lot of times I was like, I don't think they find me attractive. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think I'm really anybody's cup of tea. Um, (laughs) And there was like, there was like maybe, on my, on my hand, I can think of, there's like maybe four or five other girls who were Latina, and mm-hmm. the majority of, actually all of us that I'm thinking about it were adopted. Okay. Um, in the white families.
0: Okay. Uh, How long were you in the, pub in this private school? Like all the way through? You were there until you graduated? Yeah. Okay. I was there okay.
3: all the way through. Okay.
0: Um
3: and and at the end of my sophomore year I actually seriously considered about transferring out into the public school because I'm mm-hmm. like you know I mean I had friends and stuff but I was also like uh having a lot of identity crisis, you know, um having a lot of issues with with my race um and my own
0: personal like self-identification right just and, part of being a teenager like there's all these other things and I'm a teenager yeah. right yeah and
3: so you know I was you know it was also like you know pe- like boys just don't like me that's just yeah. like kind of what I felt at that point point. Um, and my mom like just is always talking about how she always had boyfriends by this age and I think she was like really worried there was something wrong with me so there was yeah. a lot of pressure about having a boyfriend when for the most part I was perfectly happy not really dating anybody I mean I really would have liked to right um but that just was not happening for me um and then and then I ended up uh, de- dating a guy who came in ne- uh, the next year Who's African-American mm-hmm. really attractive guy um you know our families got along really well Um, but by the end of my junior year, I definitely knew that I also liked girls. Okay. Okay. So I did have this experience in college, which kind of shaped me coming out much later. Okay. So my, so I knew going into college and I went to an all women's college, um, partially to explore that reason, but also partially because, um, I don't know, like, so the school I was at was really, really competitive. And so, mm-hmm. um, you just always had to fight to be seen in a classroom. And it was even worse because it was also very male dominated. Um, perfect. I felt like the teachers in general preferred the male students at my school, right. not that they, okay. they didn't, you know, let, the girls kind of have equal share, but it felt very, um, patriarchal. Right. Right. Okay. So I was like, you know, this would be a great experience. Um, I had, uh, a few, um, I don't know, some girls who were ahead of me who'd gone to women's colleges Mm -hmm. and they just talked about what a different experience it is to be in a classroom with all women yeah. and how there's not that constant struggle to be seen for right. just a student. Right. Um,
0: so and I, I have, um, not to even interrupt your story, but I have heard no, that a lot. I knew a lot of, I knew some people that went to like Meredith and Raleigh, which is all girls. And then some kids that went. Um, and I actually wanted to go to Spelman when we left Southern. Like that was my, I was going to Spelman. I wanted to run track, the end, right? Um and one of the things that that i remember resonating with me was like there wasn't this that there was something empowering about being in a in a classroom of like 25 or 50 other women right you're not nobody's vying for the attention of some boy the cutie the smart kid like everybody's doing the same thing even over at morehouse where they're all guys it's like they're all guys like you're not you're not nobody here is fighting for the attention of the cute girl. Like, you know, you weren't concerned, you weren't late to class. I mean, maybe you were late to class because you was across the street as Spelman but you know, you weren't late to class because you were laid up in your dorm room with some girl. Um we are all, you know, there are 50, you know, typically black men, young men in a room fighting for the same purpose. We're all, you know, pulling each other along. So I have heard that there is um something about, you know, the the just the even just the optics of like being surrounded by people that um even if they don't like down to the t look like you but around you know other people that look like you so so anyway so i get it all right so you're at the women's college yeah
3: and so my freshman year you know so facebook came out um (laughs) or like it it was created around the time that i went to college right okay so and it was around the time so my younger brother went to Harvard. So he was at Harvard with Mark Zuckerberg. I think okay. he was either a year ahead of him or a year behind him. Okay. Um, and so when this thing came out, I think or maybe it had come out in 2003 and I started college 2004. And so my roommate or my roommates and I were like all signed up for it. And, um, and, uh, I so I put you know how it so used to be that you could put who you liked like if you were interested in men or women yeah you still can mine's blank and okay and so I put both and my roommate at the time um ironically she she's also married to a woman but at the time she was looking she's like oh I saw your I found your profile blah, blah blah and she's like why'd you put your interest in men and women? Are you like gay or something? And so I I said, and I remember exactly what I said, because it was such a pivotal moment. I said, oh, I thought it meant like if you wanted to be friends with men and women. And so then she's like, no. So I went and changed it just okay. to like being interested in men, right? which okay. is totally ironic.
0: <laughs> <think> <laughs> You're looking over at Link like, I this is not about you <laughs> this, yeah, I, am, I am interested in you I got it right
2: yeah so so then we all have our defense mechanisms we do it's, we it, do it's, they show up you know like these are they, being it makes embarrassed a big yeah difference. yeah it's like were it not for that comment what would your first year college been like right right, right. like if if it weren't for some of the comments that I got like what what would have been different? Well, and I
0: also think when you're like in moments like these when you're recalling them like they didn't they you in the moment you're in the moment you make the change you move on you're like whatever even if it lands on you in the moment right you just like oh it's fine but then years later when you're recalling it and you're like that was a pivotal moment like that you know that Mm -hmm. moment or that thing that 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 person's dad said to you like however many years ago still like still resonates and you're like that is a a moment for me that changed something that maybe didn't change everything. But like, I think that those, that those moments are extremely important. You don't necessarily know it when they're happening, you know, but years later when you look back and you're like that stuck with me, like I have several things, you know, we all do in our life that you think back on something where you think back on a relationship with somebody and you're like that stuck. Like yeah, maybe it didn't even sting when it happened. But it is stuck with me. It has shaped how I feel about X, Y, Z. It has shaped, you know, my lens through which I look at this, that, and the third. So, yeah, those things happen, and they they yeah. stick. So you changed it, and you're like, I only date guys.
3: All right, only date guys. Um, okay, I guess this this is how <laughs> my life is going to be. And then I was like, you know, after college, I can I can live how I want <laughs> to live. It's right, right. kind of what I thought in the back of my head. Um. And then, so I like in the space of two years, I think I probably dated like seven different guys mm-hmm. because I wasn't I wasn't unhappy dating guys, you know? Um, it's just that I didn't find like my high school boyfriend was an anomaly a little bit, I feel like, because he and I had a really good intellectual connection as well as like a physical connection but most of the guys i dated in college i never felt like were my intellectual equal so mm-hmm. it was i was dating them but i was bored for the most part like i right. really felt like you know we connected but there wasn't really much deeper about these people that i was dating and so right. it would be like 3 months okay i i'm bored of this person i'm going to break up with them um right and so so, um so that was not particularly healthy behavior on my part um i did do i did date a guy from el salvador as well um and that was partly me exploring my like latin latino heritage and kind of that culture and being Mm -hmm. immersed in that um but there's so much machismo in that culture that it it was never going to work long-term because I was way too independent. I was way too American, you know, after we'd been dating five months, he's like, so, or eight months, he's like, so we're going to get married and you're going to drop out of college and you're going to start having kids. And I was like, hold up. What now?
0: Oh, okay. Are we all
3: right. Yeah. I was like, um, no, I'm going to finish college is what I'm going to do. And he was like, "Yeah, but I want to get married and we need to start a family." And I'm like, "I am 21 years old. There is no rush." Um right. That was basically what ended up like I was just like, "I'm not going to budge on this." And no, you're not going to get your way. And that was pretty much it. That was the end of it. Um because he wasn't willing to budge either because I did not conform to what the standards were in in his culture
1: right um right
3: so that was that was an interesting experience um so but then i junior year i started playing rugby which happens to be where a lot of um queer and gay women happen to be on the team and i ended up dating a girl from the team Mm -hmm. and um I mean, I, I remember I came out to my mom first, like mm-hmm. for some bizarre reason, I was scared to come out to my dad, but I remember having conversation with her on the phone and told her I was dating a girl. Um, and she, she didn't, she didn't seem that, supr- she seems surprised, but not like shocked. I don't know. But I also feel like because my parents have had a significant number of folks in their lives who are gay yeah that maybe it just wasn't you know a big deal um to to her and then I asked her really being very very um like I was just scared to tell my dad. Tell my something. dad. I
1: knew
0: that was coming. Can and you? So Over dinner, and so. You'll be like, and he's gay. Pass the corn. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> that's exactly what I did with my mom. I'm like, can you? Can you tell dad? For
3: me? <laughs> and uh, and then later he called me and we had a really great conversation and basically they were like, you know, cool. Like you are who you are. Um, and I think at the time I was like, I don't know if I'm, I'm hundred percent gay. Like I've obviously had relationships with men in the past, but you know, um, like I'm bisexual or I'm a lesbian, but either way, I'm not, you know, hundred percent straight. Right. Um, and you know, they basically were like, we love you for who you are, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, and, and, and then long-term, I really feel like my, my dad ended up being more, comfortable with it okay. than my mom I mean my mom's still comfortable but there were definitely some instances where she made some offhand comments
0: yeah
3: um when I was in my like later 20s that kind of rubbed me the wrong way that mm-hmm. made it seem like she wasn't mostly it had to do around with having grandchildren I was going to
0: say it's probably about having grandchildren mm-hmm.
3: yeah absolutely so um so, yeah, I mean, I would say that my sexuality is a bit more fluid um, that, you know, I'm can still be attracted to men. I still find men attractive. Um, but for me, I need that intellectual piece yeah. with a person as well as the physical and emotional. Yeah. And I have only ever found that with one guy. And that was the first guy I ever dated. Every other guy I've, I've, I've interacted with or been in any kind of romantic sense I just been snooze fest for me (laughs) (laughs) um or, or like it felt like it felt like they just couldn't keep up with the conversation or right or whatever so okay
0: so we are going to shift a little bit into um how you and Link met how you guys met and kind of kind of go through that journey a little bit but before we do that so um a couple episodes back I had um a mental health episode with all of my children and in like the course of and a little prior to that uh my youngest daughter well she has a girlfriend right she has a girlfriend now she's 16 um and I probably fell in the realm of both of your parents at some stage in this somewhere on this spectrum, right? Because this has only emerged since COVID. So I'm like, are we COVID unsure? Or are we like really <laughs> like, I don't really know. But you have to be careful because, you know, I think that one of the things that parents do, one of the mistakes that we make is you're like, it's just a phase. Like, it's just a phase. All your friends are gay. It's a phase. Like, you like boys two years ago. You're going to like boys in a year. And because she's an athlete, right? So she is like... She is like the melting pot of the things we've been discussing, right? So she's an athlete. Yeah. She also is a tomboy, but she likes to wear dresses. Like, I'm super confused. I don't know what's happening. So I'm just like, <laughs> I support you. I love you either way. I don't care. What I care about is, are we having sex? Like, that's a whole different conversation. I don't care who you're having right. sex with, but the fact is whether or not we're having sex is the conversation And she has assured me that we are not, so we're good. Um, And <laughs> so, you know, one day we were talking about something and she went down the list of like all the potential names and I was lost in the sauce. Like she's like, you can be gay or queer or femme or a (laughs) dyke. I mean, she lived, there were like 10 and I'm like, I don't understand either you like women or you like men. Like I don't understand (laughs) all these different. And she's like, well, mommy, you can, you know, you can like women, but want to dress like a girl and you want to be the girl or you can like, and y'all, y'all are shaking your heads. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, do you like girls or not. I don't understand all this other stuff. So I guess my question would be like, so then before I even get to my question, I was on Instagram and I followed this guy. His name is Latrell, something you guys know. Who? Anyway, he's gay, um, but he identifies as a, as queer. And I have no idea mm-hmm. what that even means. And so I guess like before we move into, well, this is about educating people. People is yep. me because I yep. want to be educated. Right? <laughs> so, so like, what are the, and you don't have to give them all to me because I feel like there are a million, right? We could be here for the rest of the episode just talking about what they are. But like one, if you could define what queer is for me. Oh, because the other part is I am always try- conscious of not wanting to offend people, right? So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I don't want to call somebody gay if they're like, I'm not gay. Like, it's that whole, um like, Black, African-American thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm Black. But some people, if you were to call them Black, they would be very offended. And so, yeah. like, what are acceptable names of people who like the same sex that aren't offensive? I mean... I think gay mm, is gay fine, fine as a general
3: <laughs> overall. Okay. Um, you know, you can always, if you're not sure, you can always ask somebody how they identify. If you, okay. I mean, I think that's always the best approach in my experience. Um, I have quite a few friends that have identified themselves as queer in
2: the past few years.
3: Which means
2: um, what? So. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that because this is also, Frankly, been a struggle for me, like, cause queer. Look, when we were growing up, queer meant bad, off, wrong. Right. Yeah,
0: it was absolutely derogatory. Ain't right, <laughs> and yeah. had nothing so, to do like, with
2: sexuality. It meant
0: like mentally, yes, you were off. Yes. you know, and so, so and it was derogatory. <laughs> so I also yeah, am right. yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, when I see people that are like, so this guy um the trail he has a show and he's like I want to give queer people a space and I'm like oh, "Is that a thing like am I supposed to call people queer because it sounds derogatory yeah. and I'm like I don't yeah. want to be yeah. out here calling my friends queer and they're like did she just curse at me like <laughs> I, <I'm laughs> right thinking, right we're friends and it's a compliment and they're like she has disrespected me and we gotta fight you know what I mean so like right so, <laughs> what, so- what does it even mean
3: so a lot of times queer um, is definitely um, a younger generation's terminology. Okay. So I'd say the generation after me potentially that's coming up that it, and the tail end of my generation is uh, starting to identify as queer or have been in the past five years. Wait, 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 <laughs> But wait, wait,
2: to, just to make it super clear, uh, Lupe is about seven years younger than me. Yeah. So, okay, so he, uh, uh There's there is a definite separation in our like upbringing as far as where in the '80s and '90s each of us
0: were. Where you fit? So (laughs) you're like like, 35. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell
3: me about the queer. So so from and this is just from what my understanding is and from what a friend who identifies as queer told me that it's basically someone who doesn't necessarily, who is more like gender fluid. So isn't necessarily like like men, doesn't necessarily like women. They might be somebody who's a trans man, but still likes men or, uh, so a, a trans man is usually F to M, female to male.
0: Um, they have already made the transition.
3: Yeah, so they've transitioned, they're on T, they maybe have facial hair, maybe have had a double,
0: a mastectomy is that what Um, trends means that they have transitioned like I said it out loud and I was like well look at that look at you not necessarily no no No, 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 no. no, not Not necessarily necessarily.
3: so it's more about how excited did you see how 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 excited I was
0: yeah I thought I had made the connection on my own and y'all was like (laughs) no 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 back up so
2: (laughs) my dear Ovi this this is (laughs) when we talk about gay culture you know, if you're talking, when you talk gay culture, the gay culture is an ocean. Like you, yeah, have huge. To, you have to really think of it literally in that sense. There are, yeah, you might know what a fish is, but then a shark shows up and you're like, no, it's a shark, but no, a shark is still a fish. A whale shark is still a fish, it's not a whale. <laughs> right? Like these kinds of things, like it's Oops, it's complicated, you know? Yeah. And there's there's very few binaries. That, you know, there's very few this is or that's. Okay. The whole point of the rainbow is that it is all the stuff in between this and that. Mm-hmm. And that goes with with any terminology that like you feel like you've got it mastered and you only have it mastered probably if you went to school to master it. Like there's, there's alphabets in this LGBT soup that I still don't know, you know, and concepts that I still don't know, I'm still learning. Mm. So the, the thing with trans is, is a combination of, of gender identity and physical identity Mm -hmm. okay the the main point i feel like is that when someone identifies as trans they are saying this is who i am as a gender Mm -hmm. period doesn't matter what their physical body may look like at that point okay the point is they want the world to accept them as a man or a woman so then
0: would you be considered a trans female
2: me i don't identify as trans because i i am a woman i i had i been born maybe 15 years later um and to parents who were maybe more like lupe's parents more accepting
0: Um, of that right
2: you know with not just the acceptance part but the awareness part right um that that um my feelings of like if i were a boy you -hmm. know if i if i had been a boy everything would be okay as Mm -hmm. far as who i am in the world Mm -hmm. um now if i had been born 15 years later and my parents recognize those feelings like you hear you hear parents talking now about their their 2-year-old saying i'm a boy you know right. when they're like no we had a gender reveal you're a girl <laughs> you know <laughs> we had a we had the genes they say girl the the genitalia right. it says girl like all the right. things say girl right and they are steadfast standing in front of you i am a boy right um now that that is a very loud statement that should be appreciated and accepted and honored because if you try to shut that down now it doesn't mean that you it doesn't mean that like by the time they hit puberty yeah things change hormones change like you have no idea what the final if there is a final product is going to be on the other side of big mass changes like that. But the point is, if you try to force that two-year-old, five-year-old, seven-year-old, 10-year-old into a literal identity that they do not have for themselves, you will damage that child, potentially irrevocably.
0: Well, so I agree, right? So I've had conversations, just random conversations about um, like Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union's son, daughter, yep. person, mm-hmm. little person. Yep. That was born a boy and is now yep. not a boy. Um, and people feel like, I think I think her name is now Zara.
1: Mm-hmm. And people
0: feel like at 13, she was too young to make the type of decision that looks like it does now, right? So, yeah. It is they feel like she is too young to have made a decision that now she's a girl. That now, and I think they changed her name. Like her name is now Zara, Zara Wade, right? Mm -hmm. She is a girl. The conversation that I've had, it goes back to whether or not you feel like a person is born, you know, with one identity or the other, right? Because if you feel like sexuality is a decision then absolutely 13 is too young to have made that decision, right? Um, 13 is too young to have made a forever decision. If you genuinely believe that a person is born identifying one way or the other, then I don't know how you could not support like how how they have moved with their child. As a parent, I'm like, love them anyway. Like at the end of the day, It's not up to you to make those decisions. It's up to you to make your children feel safe and whole and seen and appreciated and loved no matter what they Mm -hmm. go through, no matter what they look like, no matter what they, whatever. And if Zara is now better or is now emotionally whole because her parents love and support her, then that's all that matters, right? right? Because much like you were saying, if she identified as a girl, and y'all are like, no, I said you're a boy, then, you know, I have also seen situations where kids are cutting, or kids are suicidal, right. or kids are yep. you know, harming animals, or kids are sexually promiscuous, because they're like, my my parents don't see me. Like, I've told them X, Y, Z, and they refuse to see me. Um, yep. So I absolutely agree with that. Um, all right, so- that, no, that's
2: still, that still goes with, it has to be forefront that there is a difference between gender identity and sexuality, and right. like a lot of this stuff that's going on in these, in these conversations in our, in our current affairs about trans, anti-trans bills, um, you know, various kinds of discrimination. It doesn't matter. Like, for example, this, th- these trans bills don't apply to me. These anti-trans right. bills, I mean, don't apply right. to me personally. Um, as far as the, the, the law that they are trying to make, right. you know, um, they apply to me personally because they're, they're unnecessarily discriminatory. They're dangerous. Um, they right they they serve no good social purpose right but they will apply to me and they still and they do now in in the behavior because i like to dress in and wear my hair yeah. in more mm-hmm. of a male way when i go to the bathroom especially in the south yeah um I didn't have this problem really at all in California. I never really got surd in California. But in the South, I get surd. I don't understand why, because I feel like it's very obvious that I have, have breasts.
0: <laughs> you definitely have
2: breasts. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, that comes with getting older and putting on weight. But... <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't quite as obvious when I was in my twenties. Well, that's okay. If um, you ever
0: want to get rid however, of them, like, you know, send them over, just send them over. I, I'll take them. <laughs> you are welcome to all of it.
2: <laughs> but but that won't stop somebody bent on saying, you don't look like you should be in this bathroom. I'm going to go get security. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to do And that's what happens. You know, people feel emboldened to say, you you're you supposed, you're supposed to look super feminine you know if you're gonna come to a public bathroom that is for women
1: right you
2: know and and so those kinds of those kinds of things insofar as um that that has nothing to do with my sexuality nothing right. at all that's mm-hmm. entirely gender identity right yeah. So that's why I keep kind of stressing that, especially when we, we're talking about children, and 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 letting them be kids, you know, letting them explore between boy and girl. What does it matter?
1: Mm-hmm. What
2: clothes that they wear, or if they decide that they want their hair to look a certain way? Those things they can change, yeah. right? Um. You know now conversations around hormone therapies those come later and yeah I absolutely expect a thirteen year old who is going through puberty most likely right has started um has had sex ed classes I am sure because that particular child is in California (laughs) right not not like Louisiana (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. where where they are being told about the biology of human beings. Right. Like, why wouldn't they be prepared to have conversations about their own body and how they want their body to move through the world? Like, that's ridiculous. You know, we don't have, we don't, we don't say that we need to insert our opinion on anybody else's body in any other way, in any other time. Than trying to tell someone else what their kids, what they should be doing or not doing with their kids, potential sexuality. Right. You have no idea what that kid's going to want. Right. There's nothing wrong with being bi. No. Right? Like, I mean, there's- There's, well,
3: there's a certain amount of stigmatism even yeah. in the LGBT community. It's just Well, and close. I will
0: say, um, I will say that I appreciate the spotlight that you have put on the difference between like sexuality and identity right because even listening to you say that I was like oh okay well there's a light bulb (laughs) there's a light bulb that (laughs) that was off that went on that was off before um and not that I not that I even realized that I was making the connection between the two right so you hear kids like playing dress up um and they're three you like little boys that are three and they're walking around their mom's heels and right. you you know you hear people immediately like get him out of those heels like he's not gonna be a sissy or a queer or whatever and it's, yeah. you know, when you put it in the context of this isn't about sexuality he's three like he does he not want to have sex with his yeah. three-year-old classmate at preschool he just right. sees his mom putting on heels Yep. Like, and maybe, maybe he does, you know, maybe in five years or eight years, he is like, oh, you know, I want to be trans or I am gay or I am bi. But at three, it's not about the attraction to the other sex or the same sex. It's about like identity and mimicking what you see.
3: Right. Right, Exactly.
0: Um, So I, I appreciate that, like that I could stop this right here because I I feel like, (laughs) I feel like we have arrived. However, I do want to share, um, you all's story because I, I like the story. I think it's pretty amazing. I still have you guys, um, wedding, save the date and invitation <laughs> on my fridge lives on my refrigerator. Um, and so, and I want to talk about, um, your pregnancy journey because that was also a journey. So what I'm going to do let's see give me the um abbreviated how we met and then I have some questions about that of course um and then we're gonna go into the like the the baby journey the baby journey that is my nephew that loves me that (laughs) so how did you girls meet so you were in California
3: yeah Yeah, we were both in California Mm -hmm. and uh, we played on the same rugby team. But actually the first time we met, I (laughs) was coming off of a surgery. So I had ACL surgery because I tore it playing rugby. Uh So I had taken like basically a year off to get the surgery, do the PT, do all the stuff in order to come back to play rugby. So the first time I met Link was at some sort of fundraiser and um she didn't even notice me and i (laughs) (laughs) she she says met but she didn't actually meet me (laughs) yeah okay so i didn't actually meet you i was also like at the time in a pretty serious relationship and in addition to that i was presenting very well what i thought was but much more (laughs) masculine than i present right now like my hair was really short i was wearing much more masculine clothing Okay. um you know and it was partly because uh my partner at the time was very femme and had made it clear that she preferred
0: when i presented more masculine even okay. though so let me my- ask. let me ask you yeah. a question y'all are like laughing already but i got a question so do you not you specifically just this is a general question are you always one way or the other like so for example if i were I don't even know the term. Okay. So if I were in, if I were gay,
2: right. And let's say
0: I like heels and I like dresses and I like dressing up. Am I considered like femme? And then I'm always femme. Like, am I always going to be the feminine one in the relationship or like, are there times where there are two girly, Women, yeah, or is oh, there yeah. always oh, one yeah. that's more manly? Because that's all that's also it's, so this is not fair, but this has also been like my my thing. Sometimes I see women and like they are clearly with someone who looks like a man, and I'm like, well, why she don't just get a, I don't understand why she don't just get a boyfriend <laughs> or she looks like a heat, why she don't just get a heat, and so I mean so I'm being honest, right? Yeah, um yeah, but is that like are you are you one way or the other or does it just depend on the relationship like what Uh,
3: so a lot of it i think entirely depends on the individual and how you operate in your relationships so i um i've always been pretty feminine i like dresses not necessarily heels so much but like (laughs) i'll wear them if i need to right i don't know they're sexy
0: we're coming out Um, of a pandemic i could toss all my heels into a bonfire it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. So, um, so I think it really depends. Like, so the person I was with before her presented much more masculine, but she also liked women who were slightly more masculine presenting. So I kept, I had still had long hair, but I wore like baggy pants and um, like collared shirts and Timberlands and stuff like that. Okay. But I still had long hair and I kind of, was pretty fluid so some days i'd be more masculine some days i'd be more feminine but the person i was with thought it was really sexy when i wore like baggy pants okay why but that was just what she that was was her thing okay and then the next person i was in a relationship with was definitely like high femme when i met them but we both kind of went through gender fluidity so like there's a time where she was presenting more masculine there was time I was presenting more feminine and then we kind of like reversed that and I just kind of was that it's not like I can so one thing that for me I always felt like I was playing a part it didn't really necessarily felt like genuinely who I was okay. but I was doing it because my partner at the time found it attractive found it really sexy okay uh, for me to be more dominant more assertive um and present more masculine but it was not my like natural go-to state like this here is more my natural kind of go-to okay uh, comfort level
2: yeah there is um underneath the rainbow (laughs) there is there is a lot of misogyny, yeah. surprisingly. Okay. There's a lot of patriarchy. Um, there are a lot of very toxic gender role expectations. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get straight people asking all the time, well, which one is the guy, right? Well, which one is the girl in the relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I saw a, 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 a meme that was a fork and a spoon together in front of two chopsticks. And that's what they're asking. So which which one of you is the fork, you know? And it's yes. like, that. <laughs> there. Well, as topics. someone
0: who is straight, like that is yeah. when when the question when I and I don't ask that question, so I don't want it to come across like I'm out here like, so who is the fork? Like I'm not asking yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking people who's the fork. But I think when that question is posed, it is one thousand percent about the sexual part. Like who puts on the strap. I mean, is there one? But like, if there is one, like, who does that? <laughs> you know? Right. So I right, think right. that that is that is where that question is. You know, is is like is is birthed out of is like. You know.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's not always there, You know. So. Um. So. Like I said, there's a lot of misogyny, that that is buried under um a lot of times the whole uh, love everybody be open be free be who you want right and in coming to accept who you are and being comfortable like you were you grew up being forced to wear dresses and skirts and right. and do all of these things that you just hated and very naturally a lot of women um once they accept that that um freedom to 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 move through the world as they are comfortable um it's it's finding what's comfortable so they they go to the other extreme they cut off all their hair um they i
3: kind of did that a little bit not that i had that those restrictions but i was like let's play around with my identity let's play around with how
2: I look. Let's right. let's experiment with that. Yeah. So there's there's the, how you look, and then there's how to be in the relationship. So predominantly, what's the relationship everybody knows? It's a man and a woman, mm-hmm. and pre- the predominant um, definition of those relationships are mm-hmm. the the Christian standard of woman yeah, is subservient know. to the man Mm -hmm. and that gets recreated in large part in the gay community um Mm -hmm. and and it can be incredibly toxic and abusive and, and 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 forcing people to behave in gender ways gender identity ways that they're not actually comfortable with as well as forcing people to um, or allowing potentially, uh, people who just generally shouldn't be in a relationship at all, uh, freedom to behave in inappropriate ways.
3: And to a certain extent, I feel like that doubles down in, in POC, queer communities. Yeah, right. Um, like, like, that was really, really heavy in whenever I would go to, like, Latino LGBT spaces, and it was also very heavy here in Atlanta um, in predominantly, um, black POC spaces. Yeah.
2: And that, and, and that creates, I mean, there's, that creates a lot of discomfort within the community itself Mm -hmm. in, in embracing the diversity that it's supposed to represent. Mm -hmm. Um, now, so there are plenty of gay folks who very comfortably fit in a binary. You know, right. as far as Lupe and I are concerned, yeah, like I am a very male oriented person yeah. um, and she's a very female oriented person. person. No one is right. going to look oddly at her when she goes into that public bathroom. Yeah, right. I mean, and, right.
3: and coming out is something that obviously, link does not have to do because of her appearance. That right. is something that I routinely do, in you know, in various right. you know, if I say you know, my wife, um, right. which automatically raises eyebrows.
2: Me. Yeah, yeah, you get raised eyebrows. And there are there are folks that are way more androgynous in how they look. Right. Um, there are folks who. You know they—they, they, um, you've got you've got men who are just short of actual drag queens, but that, and that's how they live their life. You right. know they're very right. very. I mean they're beyond feminine.
1: Your <laughs> point, as, like,
2: yeah. <laughs> right? And um, and they they like their partners to be at that end of that spectrum as well. Right right you know uh or not right um I remember I went to Dallas with a friend uh and that was the first time that I saw two very high femme women and we say high femme we mean like like the heavy makeup jewelry right Right. short mini skirts you know all of that kind of stuff and that was the first time that I'd seen two women together like that okay like that okay um and that's, but that's what they like, you know. Right,
0: right. Uh, Everybody has. Why doesn't? I would say I was in a um, I was, I had some friends. I guess it's been a long time, but I had some friends back in college who were gay, and it it was the first time that I that I was able to wrap my mind around like couples are just couples, <laughs> like the gay community. Couples in the gay community go through the same things couples in the straight community go through. Like they they're just they're, that part doesn't change. Um, right. So, I mean, I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, is that? I mean, there's Monica? also like
2: the guys, the straight. No, uh, straight um. guys who, you know, it's like, well, what kind? What kind of woman do you like? Right. You know? And there's some that don't like. Um, um, you're that that don't like tomboys. Right. You know, they don't like long hair. Tomboys, or don't like
0: short hair. Don't like weed. It is very much right. about preference very much about right, so, yeah. I, so I have to take you guys back. Like we were, we were almost to where y'all met and then sorry I veered us off the path. I take, I yeah. take absolute it's responsibility. Right. So give me the how you met so then we can talk about my baby. Okay. 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 So, so, so the first time I saw Lupe
2: was at this fundraiser and she walked in now she says she thinks that she looked very masculine I I... felt like she just looked like this really hot punk chick (laughs) (laughs) I think I was like starting to grow my hair out a little bit (laughs) anyway and and so as soon as I saw her I leaned over and I was like who is that and I didn't actually realize that I said that out loud So that the person sitting, the teammate sitting next to me was like, oh, that's Lupe, you know, she's been, she's been off because of an injury or whatever, Uh, and conveniently threw in right away that she's not single. And I was like, of course not. (laughs) you
0: were like, nobody cares, she hasn't met me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is.
2: Just, for just course. my luck. <laughs> um, and so we, you know, met in a very passing kind of way. Like this, this is another teammate of yours, you know, right. and went on about life. Um, and uh, and then there was another fundraiser the next month, and a new teammate um, <laughs> had joined the team, and we were standing next to each other, and in walks Lupe. And she did a, a very similar thing saying, Who is that? And I was like, She's taken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we didn't actually get into a space of, um, um, well, well, actually, when I said that, her very good friend was like, She's not really, it's messy, but you know, she, she basically, she's going through a breakup.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: it was really messy it was bad (laughs) okay and so i was like all right still off limits because you know dealing with whatever that is um and then later i think it was march or so um so she had rejoined the team this the the season picks back up again in in january Mm -hmm. in california um and so she'd rejoined the team. We'd had practices and things together. And, um, I think you just c- kind of casually mentioned that you had a date mm-hmm. and I was like, what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was like four months after my breakup. It was not a long time. <laughs> like
2: crap. I gotta get in there. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, <laughs> I gotta put my name forward. <laughs> uh you know but I was very very nervous about it being too soon or or whatever so but I still went for it you did yeah it's a good thing you we, did. we were at a party um team party uh and and she walked in wearing this red dress where were you coming
3: from I was coming from my school's um auction or okay. fundraiser
2: yeah. yeah and you know the cartoons where the mouth falls open and the right like all of that that is internally <laughs> what I felt okay when she walked in in this dress and and that's what I mean about like there's no choice you can't right. choose to feel that kind of thing like right. that's the thing that happens that's that's who you are very good <laughs> and, and uh I almost immediately stopped whatever conversation I was in. I mean, it was abrupt. It was not smooth in any way. And
0: you didn't like when ease it off to get punched. You were like, this conversation is over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to go and, and talk to, to Lupe and present myself, I suppose.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for consideration. So, all right. So we start dating. <laughs> Tell me about the proposal. Oh, it was very sweet. Uh, (laughs) She did it
3: on a... um, So she had this idea of doing it at this park that we love to go take um, our dog, Pez, to. Mm -hmm. And it's like really cute and romantic. (laughs) Uh, But what ended up happening is that she had I I had made a video. Yeah.
2: Well, first I had asked her parents. No, you let Lupe tell it. She was all excited. Yeah, Yeah, she is excited. But I'm telling you what... (laughs) before yeah she's, the this part is important because <laughs> it will make sense when she finishes telling the okay, story okay okay so I had I had asked her parents um for basically for their blessing um mm-hmm. uh and and then asked them not to say anything to her please don't say anything to her because I um hadn't I hadn't finished making the payment on her engagement ring okay. and I didn't, and I wanted to have the ring and ev- everything ready to go. Yeah. Um, so they were awesome and they didn't say anything and. Which is shocking <laughs> for my mother. <laughs> okay. So I got the ring and then I put together this video mm-hmm. um, of, of
0: Pictures. all of our,
2: our times together and put it to various music and, and all of this. Oh. So you know, like she said, we're going to go to this park and from there, go ahead. So, so we were, we're at this park and we've gone on this walk and we've taken the dog and it's like
3: chilly. And like, we kind of, we kept walking around to different places in the park. I mean, I was just like, well, this is a nice, like extra long walk. But it's fine. Um, but what ended up happening is then we went to this like fancy market somewhere in Berkeley, grabbed stuff for like a, p- impromptu picnic which i think you suggested yeah for food and then we found like a random park in berkeley and the the reason that it was ended up being a random park in berkeley was because she couldn't get the video to work at at the like park where we were i didn't have any service service, (laughs) so it wouldn't load so it ended up being this really this random park in, in berkeley and um um (laughs) and
2: what what happened with the guy all right so like i said i didn't have any service um and i didn't realize that you had or you should like put the video directly on your phone's memory and then service doesn't matter yeah so so we had to come down out of the mountains (laughs) and we're at this park which is not where i wanted to be at all because it was now a very public park Right. And part of that public park in Berkeley is homeless folks. Yes. So. <laughs> so we parked ourselves under this at the time empty place in the park this beautiful tree. Yeah, it was really pretty. All alone. And I'm showing her the video. And while this video is playing, yeah. this homeless guy comes and parks himself under the very pretty tree. <laughs> and and um it becomes clear that this is a proposal. Um, Lupe is like, All right, you know, kneel down before me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wanted a proper proposal with a kneeling. <laughs> and so I do, and I present her with the ring, and she says yes. And the homeless guy in the back is like, Yes! <laughs> it was
3: very funny. It was very cute. And then also, the fir- but the first thing that I had asked her was, did you ask my dad for permission? <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> and she's like, of course. And I was like, okay, as long as you did that first. And I don't know why, because I'm like not a traditional person, I feel like. <laughs> so, but the fact that that was like my first question, I was like, man, I'm a lot more traditional than I thought to say, I was. saying say, you're a lot
0: more traditional something, than you something
3: think. Something about that was like important to me. And I don't know. And I think it's because I'm like, as an adult in particular, I have a really good relationship with my dad. So it's really important to me that that was honored. Yeah. And I think he, I mean, you when, when she asked them, like my dad got teary and yeah. Her like dad, her dad is he, so, sweet. yeah. so
0: So then we get, that is, I don't think I knew that part. I'm pretty sure I didn't <laughs> know that part. So then I do remember Link calling me or texting me and be like, so i'm getting married (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting married and so then you guys came here for the wedding here georgia you were in georgia Georgia, we we
2: had we actually had multiple weddings um yeah and and so the reason that we did so our we had a, a legal ceremony that's our official wedding date our marriage date was in was in boston okay um And we did that because, basically because of the 2016 election outcome.
0: Right. Uh, And it was legal, you guys are legally married.
2: Yes, we are legally legally married. married. So in in June um, that year, uh, the Supreme Court basically said like, you cannot forbid, you know, same-sex marriages, right, full-on benefits marriages, everything, it is, it right. is a marriage, period, um, and, you know, so that, that made it a, the real deal, you know, going yeah. forward, yeah, and, um, after that election, uh, it wasn't like we, kn- you know, we knew that, that supreme court decision couldn't get unmade quickly right but chaos could be sowed yeah and and things could get messy and things could get hard and complicated and interrupted and all of those things and we didn't want to take a chance with that now we had friends actually who got married like very, a very month quickly after the yeah. election like okay. they moved up they had everything. had it planned like you know for, so the, next for year. the next year yeah. right. but
3: when that happened they were like you know what we just need to
2: do this yeah and okay. so we so we were like we should do that we figured we would do that and at that point too we also realized that we were was it when we had to move no that wasn't it. but we we were thinking we were going to move to massachusetts maybe so we figured maybe we should have our marriage license in Massachusetts before you do that yeah. okay. um,
0: so you get married in massachusetts then you have a way so we got here. married
2: but then we, and we didn't want to feel like we were eloping. So, so her parents and my dad and her brothers, um, came up. And so we were able to have a very small, very tiny, intense, very intense (laughs) little wedding. Okay, (laughs) And, but we're like, no, marriage is bigger than just this. So we had our, our friends, um, in California we did a we did a wedding in California, kind of a recreation outside. It's great. And then we're like and we need to have one for our families. So we did that one um mm. in in Atlanta mm-hmm. and that's the one that you have on your fridge. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the one that I have on my fridge.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we wanted the traditional white dress, white dress, you know, tuxes and all the stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah i love love (laughs) i love love so we get married we have this great proposal with the with the homeless man we have like 12 (laughs) weddings (laughs) we settle in georgia and then we decide we want to have a baby well we always knew that we wanted kids
3: we've always talked about having kids um you know, the journey of figuring out how we were going to get kids has been a lot of discussions and a lot of frustration and, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot if, you know.
2: People don't realize how much, I mean, there's getting pregnant, the part (laughs) I feel like as a gay person, I can be really jealous of straight people and just how easily they can get kids if they oh want to. Oh my God. It. <laughs> it's, it, I,
3: I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like when we were trying, I had like three or four friends. Like, so before we started trying, one of my best friends got, I mean, I think we were in the process of talking about it seriously and, and kind of trying to get stuff into place to get started on it. And, uh, one of my best girlfriends like accidentally got pregnant, like they weren't planning it. It just happened. <laughs> it happened. wasn't yeah. quite in their timeline, yeah. but Hey, you know what,
2: you know? And uh, I, and I appreciate especially those, those straight couples that, that end up having, they, they need help to get pregnant right. because their journey is our
0: journey. You know, it, and it's like
3: really a lot more
0: common than you think it is yeah <laughs> um so let's see oh so yes I I agree that I think so I was one of like the fertile myrtles right I was like I would have a I would have a bleeding thought they would be like I think I want to have a baby and then wham I'm like pregnant like the gods were like here you go did you say something about a babe <laughs> um you thought it, it you thought be. it and here <laughs> it is you know and so I get it. I have also had friends that have had to go through, um, that have had a journey like that have not been able to get pregnant. Um, still, some of them still aren't able to get pregnant or have had some real challenges yeah. doing so. So I, uh, I, I definitely sympathize with those people. I, I am most frustrated with the people who don't have any problems getting pregnant, but shouldn't be mothers. Um, cause I feel like, there are so many people that want to be moms that yeah. they're, you know, that people who have babies and then either do bad things to them or just aren't good moms, right?
1: Right. By right. any,
0: by any stretch, like not just by my, by my, my calculator, but they just aren't good moms by any stretch. Um, I feel like they do, you know, they do moms a disservice. So, Absolutely. Um, so you guys decided to have a baby. And so. Yeah. Was it always clear, I feel like it was clear, but was it always clear who would do the carrying? At the point when you guys decided not to adopt and you decided to like have a baby, um, was right. it always yeah. clear that you would do the carrying, Lupe? Okay? <coughs>
3: um, I think so, yeah. No. Was it not? No, it was not always oh. clear. It, it, so there really? were multiple conversations. No, In my mind, no. I'm
0: trying to imagine you with the big old pregnant belly link and I, I cannot. It's...
2: I wouldn't have been happy. I, I'm gonna say that right now. I would not have been happy being pregnant at all. Um, but but so here's the thing: when you when you are in a position of not being able to get pregnant between you and your partner, it, however right. that looks. looks, right? And you need science and medicine to help you. The options <laughs> of how that of how you can be helped, um, expand, right. right? There, that's one part. The other part is how or whether your insurance will help you. Right, right. That's a big thing. And, right, right. So it's
0: expensive? Um,
2: it's it's expensive no matter which way you go. Right. Um, and and all of those things, just as a statement on American society, is like. You know, we we are in a downturn of Americans having babies, and mm-hmm. and the fact that there are a group of people in this a, a large, an unnecessarily large group of people in this country who want to make it more difficult, you know, to have children and be able to raise them into into strong, productive, good members of society, citizens. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous <laughs> it shouldn't be this hard right. not just to have your own kid or kids if that's what you want right. but also to adopt mm-hmm. we, we, we right. would have been happy to adopt we would have been very happy frankly we can't afford it there there is no way that we can afford it and the statements about how many kids need parents homes. and homes and and you know as well as how many people want to be parents Um, I truly feel like if, if the, the unnecessary red tape and costs for making that happen were removed, there, there would be no orphan children in this country. I just, that's how I feel. Um, So the way that the way that our insurance worked is, I mean, we so ideally um, we would have used my egg. Uh, that that was um, the Discussion. kind of uh, the the, I, the 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 fantasy goal, right? If okay. that was an option. Yep, because I was the one that cared a little bit more about the genes of what's getting passed forward
0: okay. um
2: and I and I like my genes <laughs> I like my family I like my lineage I like okay. all my you know I want to see my grandma go forward in my kid right um <laughs> and um and then Lupe didn't care quite so much about
1: the genetics, the, the
2: genetics. and so you know they're you know at one point like you know again in the fantasy ideal would be like my egg and then her twin you know providing the other part but oh um, okay that's a that, twin brother right? so they
0: would have yeah. put his sperm in your egg and Lupe would have done the carry so yes so yep. everybody has that, like that would have
2: been yes, yes that would have been the the ideal fantasy ideal
0: Yeah, none of
2: that is possible <laughs> none of that is possible because Why that not? is the most expensive option it's that there so is.
0: That I mean, okay, you're so, talking. So that option is egg. possible. It's just crazy expensive. It's not like it right. can't physically happen.
2: No, yeah. it can. It, it could. It could physically not happen if, like, Lupe's body rejected my egg, for example. Right. Yeah. No. 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 But I mean, that when you
0: said it pardon. couldn't happen. My mind went to like, that's not a possibility. But if money yeah. were not an issue ever then it would have have been a so they would have essentially extracted your egg and then he would have been the donor and then they would have impregnated it and put it into lupe
2: yes
0: okay got it so
2: so the insurance the the cheaper version of using my egg is me getting pregnant um yes you know and and i and i ultimately i just well, biologically I can't get pregnant I don't think um but physiologically and and identity wise like I said I, I would have hated it uh yeah you, <laughs> you would know. have been like this is not
3: my body yeah right. yeah you know yeah. They,
2: that you know sense. but I had some I had some medical exams and that just not not gonna happen that
0: wasn't the best option. even okay. if
2: I was dedicated to becoming pregnant
0: got it okay um okay so So then, the next best option is to find a donor right Mm -hmm. okay
2: and and, um and again like there's journey into identity and sense of self in that you know now lupe was much more comfortable being you know becoming pregnant and and carrying and and being that type of feminine mom yeah. person you know as far as having a kid um but you know now like genetically I don't have a connection right. here right. as an adoptive parent I wouldn't have a connection but we both would be adopting
0: right um, right
2: so that'd be a
3: really different scenario because yeah. we pretty much being the same boat you guys right, are going through
0: right. it together as opposed to feeling like Lupe has a connection that you don't have
2: yeah right um and so finding that donor then turned into a ton of conversations not just between us about well who should this person be you know should it be someone we know or it, yeah well that that went out of the mix because we can't afford that either that's actually more than you would think that finding someone
0: you know you
2: know who'd be willing to be your donor would be cheaper, but it is not.
0: <laughs> but is it not all? because then you have to put them through the battery of tests and things yeah. that are required for somebody who's a donor? Okay.
2: Yes. Yeah, they so the 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 what do you call it fertility clinics when when a guy goes in and basically volunteers to be this donor. Right. They get paid, you know, to do it. And they get paid right. a lot of money.
0: The, the donor.
2: And the donor does. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they can make a lot of money because it's a big time expense on their part. They, um, they've, they've got a lot the of testing, testing that they have to do. They have okay. to pass various checks and, yeah. and evaluations. They have to fill out all these forms right. about. It's not just, let me go and and put stuff. this
0: in a cup and turn it in.
2: Right. Right you now. don't get to that part for months in some cases okay. Yeah. okay um and so um so the fertility clinic takes on all of those costs themselves okay but if you send somebody in to and do it. say we want this person you gotta pay for all that yeah okay you know they be all those costs come to you So that went out the door and we went with an anonymous donor and it's, and it's like, so between us, who is this person going to be? And then within myself, how do I feel about that? This person is basically taking my spot in, in the genetics in the, uh, you know, of our, of our child. Yeah. Plenty of people, have no problem with that whatsoever. And Mm -hmm. like, as far as I'm concerned, like that's totally fine. I get that, you know, like big picture, that's not what's important. What's important is having a healthy kid.
0: we do. Um, But the little pictures matter too. Like little pictures pictures matter, little pictures matter also.
2: (laughs) And I didn't realize, frankly, just how Much, important yeah. my family identity had become into into moving forward down the genetic history of humanity. Like yeah. uh, at our Atlanta wedding, there is a there is a picture that a friend of mine took um, at our what's that reception? No, the, the brunch. After, yeah, after the wedding, you have like a brunch or something. Like a reception mm-hmm. in the morning,
3: like yeah. in the morning, yeah. like
2: say yeah. bye. And we were exhausted. Like, <laughs> we were just exhausted.
0: Sounds about right.
2: And so about, it it wound, wound down. Most people had left at that point. And I came out into one of the rooms and just flounced down in this chair And was sitting there with my head in, you know, like, just have my head and my hand holding up my head because that's about all the energy I had.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: this friend was sitting across from me and she's like, oh, 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 oh. And she's pointing and she grabs her phone and she takes a picture. And behind me in another room is my dad sitting Sitting in a chair the exact same way. Both of us, I mean... I got it. It's a great picture. I love that picture. But it's that kind of thing that is like there's actually a lot of little moments like that when I'm mm-hmm. looking at a picture and I'm like I can see my grandma in you me in that you know I can see yeah. my dad and I can see this thing and the only way that I can get like there's some things you can inherit behaviorally mm-hmm. sure but there's other things that's just like that's a genetic yeah inheritance Yeah. And I didn't realize that I was going to feel
3: all kinds of ways, kinds about, of ways about
0: that. So yeah. how did you get through that? I mean, he's here and he's healthy yep. and he's gorgeous and his head is perfectly yeah. round. And I think he <laughs> got that from his auntie Ovi. <laughs> yes.
3: He got his perfectly round head for me.
0: Yeah. Um, but how did Obviously. you? You know, I mean, how could you think <laughs> anything else, right? Um, but how did you get past that from a mental health standpoint? because i would think um, that like i absolutely hear you and i don't know that i had ever considered you and i have had that conversation before and i don't know that i had ever considered like that being a piece of it right because i don't you you got although i know many gay couples you guys are the only ones that i know that have been through that or that i know intimately mm-hmm. enough to have like been a, been along for the journey and so i don't i don't know i, I never Consider that part of it. So how do you deal with that in a way that doesn't allow for resentment, right? Because you can love somebody and still, Mm -hmm. there's still be the little piece of like, I love you, but I resent the fact that you have this, this that I don't have, right? I I resent the fact Mm -hmm. that you so like to give you an example, um, in straight situations, like, okay, so I was married, right? And so we had kids. And it, there was still a sense of connection that I had to the babies that he didn't have because I carried them yeah. and because they favored me, right? I was doing the mm-hmm. nursing. Right. I was doing the, you know, I don't know. I was doing the whatever. I was their mom, you know, I was their mom. And so, um, you know, and so to try to combat some of that, then we, you know, I, I, I pumped into a bottle so he could do the nighttime feedings or, yeah, you yeah. know, you just try to, you try to compensate in other ways um, to make up for that. But like, how do you, how do you overcome that mental health piece when there isn't, you know, for my husband, there was a bond that he was trying to create, but the kids were still genetically his kids.
1: Right. right. Right, right. So
0: like how do you overcome that from a mental health point when that when you're when you're trying to create the bond and you're like for for you, even though there is this immense amount of love, obviously, and pride, um there's also a connection that is ah, no pun intended. Look at that. I <laughs> feel um yeah. but like you know, there, but there's also a connection that's trying to be created from a genetic standpoint um, how do you how do you manage that or how do you manage that and is it an ongoing thing or is it like I managed it I got over it I don't even think about it anymore
2: uh, it was a ton of soul-searching frankly um, yeah. any couple any gay couple like us is going to... They, they had to figure out how they want to deal with their donor situation. And mm-hmm. and that can look a whole lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like we had some friends who um, were like, kind of made a game of it. And basically we're just, between the two of them, we're like, let's pick features that we like the best, you know, right. period. And, and that was between the two of them. Between Lupe and I, it was important for the both of us that that I took charge on selecting this person okay. um, because- For you. Yeah, for, for me, it was like this, my view of it is that I want to feel like I contributed right. as genetically as I can right?
0: This is your connection point
2: to the potential of this child. Yeah. Um, he, as, as much as I can, like I'm still having to pick somebody, you know, not it's you. not me. It can't yeah. be me. Right? right. So how close can I get? Right. And that requires basically breaking down myself into what all you... of the parts that make me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. and who, who can do that? Right. I mean, every day if you're living life, life right, you're you're learning something new about yourself. Right. I don't know all the things about me, you know. And so I've got this question out about what's most important about me, you right. know, what do I value the most about me, about who I am, and that that goes from how i look to how i want to look right to my personality and mm-hmm. the good parts as well as the bad parts right. um, how much of that is intertwined i don't even know at this point like it's there's parts of my personality that have nothing to do with genetics right uh this that, is how you are yeah it's what i've experienced it's, it's you, you can't it becomes cosmically huge in a lot of ways if you let it, and there were definitely parts where I did let it. Um, there's a a movie. It's called um, what's that movie called? The uh, the, the one with. <laughs> Link, the I mean, Lupe, is. you're
0: just supposed to know. <laughs> uh,
2: the, if these walls could talk. Yeah. If these yeah. walls could talk too. Um. And it's, a, it's about a house and, and three different peop- times in history of people living in this particular house. Mm-hmm. And in the last one, it was um, Ellen DeGeneres and I forget the other actress's name, but they were representing a more modern couple and they were having a baby. Mm-hmm. And um, she went through this of like, she had all of these sperm donors profiles in front of her and she was just like I wish I could just get you pregnant like I wish it could just be me like I can't give you that and I wish it could just be me and I and that is exactly how I felt because there's there's no me out there there's no other me out there um so eventually you know I I had shared this with a few folks um who were like, yeah, like th- who had also gone through the same kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. how how they ended up selecting their donor it might be entirely different, but right. but same they process. were the person that was not carrying, mm-hmm. yeah. So the similar position wise, right? And you know, and they're like, yeah, it's hard, you know, the, like, but you know, I've been there, and I, you know, like. There's no wrong choice, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so he's here. And ultimately,
2: it's my, it's, it's my dad that I was, I was talking with my dad late one night on the phone and, and he said, sweetie, you just got to get over it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you just, I mean, what does all that matter? Like, you just got to get over it. And, um, you know, it's true because the part that matters is the adoption part that we have to do, that we're in right now. Um, and this is the part where you can feel resentful. Like, it has nothing to do with getting him here. It's getting him recognized as mine as well as my right.
0: so he's So he gets born yep. and the donor signs over their rights as part of the donation.
1: Yep. But yeah. so
0: right now, he technically, from a government standpoint, only belongs to Lupe. So you have to go through yes. the an actual adoption process. Yes. Yep. Now, and how long does that take?
2: Well, it's it's been a while. So so, far. <laughs> so we, we got a lawyer, an adoption lawyer,
0: before
3: he was born. Yeah.
2: So that we could get started with whatever documentation However much we could get okay. started with. Mm-hmm. So she's got to get statements from the doctor that assisted us with for fertilization. the clinic. Okay. Yep. Um what else? The uh, a statement uh, from uh, your
3: regular
0: doctor. From my
2: regular doctor saying that I am healthy enough medically to be a parent.
0: Which okay. is weird. So is this like do you are you guys going through like a normal adoption process? It's just a process. At,
2: yeah, as far as so, uh, the successful adoption for what we're going through results in me being his legal step parent.
0: Yes, so that's actually I what I'm even actually ask. get to be his parent. It's, <laughs> it's okay, which is weird. <laughs> is it are you so? Are you his legal step parent because you're a woman? No, no it'd so, be for yeah.
2: anybody. Technically, if I were a guy. And not able to get Lupe pregnant, and so therefore we went and go got had to do the same thing and go get yeah. a donor. Yeah, technically, technically yep, I yeah. would still be having to go through the same. This is so, this
0: is the legal process. So, that adoptive have. parents well, are legally step parents of the child that they've adopted.
2: It depends on the kind of adoption, adoption
0: situation. Yeah.
3: So like, if we together were adopting, I think, a a kid who was already here, I think we would just be the parent one and parent parent two. Yeah. But because he's already my kid,
2: it's technically a second
3: parent adoption. So it's a step parent adoption. It's ridiculous, but that sounds like it. it. So
0: a less, a less heavy question. We'll wrap up a little bit. Um, So does he have two mommies? Like when he gets ready to talk, what will he have? What will he say? Well, I, Lupe, am mama, mom, mommy,
3: all of those. Mm -hmm. Probably mommy,
0: probably mommy and mama, mama. (laughs) He will decide is what I can tell you. He, he will decide what that is for you. You don't get to, you won't decide. That's okay. That's okay. Keep keep in my head. That's what I am (laughs) (laughs) in your head. Yes, that's correct. And what about you, Link?
2: Uh right now we're pointing him towards Baba and okay. once he's old enough to be able to either like either Baba sticks or it doesn't. And um once he's old enough and socially getting asked questions about his parents, mm-hmm. um it may switch to mama and mom. Um once once he can control it. So we don't wanna try to point him to mama and mom right now because everybody's calling us moms anyway your mamas and all of this and it's really I feel like confusing for as far as sounds that
0: he's hearing so what I love about you is that you overthink everything (laughs) what I love (laughs) about children is that they will challenge all of that like oh
3: you know, yeah
0: 100% all of that um yeah I mean we'll see Baba what we we'll get is what you want <laughs> to call like that's what he'll call you and you know and the other thing is is he is thankfully growing up in a generation where it won't likely be questioned as much as like if oh yeah I if Maya had had two moms or Lana had had two moms right um yeah so I I want to um, there's so much more that I want to ask, and so much more that I want to talk about. Um, but I am I am going to wrap up. I feel like we could just do a part two. Yeah, um, you okay. part two. <laughs> Y'all are like, yes. Well, because yeah. I have questions about. Um, so, and I will tell you. I'll I'll kind of set this up for the next time. So I'll tell you. Like, I have questions about. Um, like from a so now that your parents like what that looks like for you from an identity perspective for your for Seneca right so I will mm-hmm. I, and I'll, I'll kind of give you a, a, some some headway into it without like diving into the conversation just yet I can remember being super aggravated because there was a Facebook post and didn't you guys do a gender reveal a we did we we did and I can remember a Facebook But it post. wasn't flashy and causing fire. No, 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 <laughs> I remember there were games and things like that because you called me. It was pretty chill. Me, yeah, you tried to get me to answer the questions and I'm like, just tell me what the baby's going to be. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I remember being very <laughs> aggravated because you be put up a Facebook post about like the party and the, you know, blah, 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 the gender reveal. And somebody commented yeah. on your post about like, i don't remember the the specific comment what i remember the tone of the comment was more about you you identifying them as a boy or a girl yeah and your response link was like basically it's not that serious like it's gonna be born with a penis or a vagina and we are acknowledging what that's gonna be like you know (laughs) you know as i like obviously we are going to be sensitive to whatever he identifies as. right and as like the angry auntie I wanted to be like bitch back up this is not even about <laughs> like, this that's not your place gender, <laughs> they can have a gender reveal if they want to and if he decides he want to be something else down the line and I was like oh we kind of just get back up this is not about you um and so like I do want to like d- dive into that conversation um I feel like we could talk another two hours about that. So we will definitely schedule a part two. Um, I want to say to you both how proud of you I am. Um, I have witnessed a large part of this journey um, and it has been pretty amazing to watch um, for both of you. And I'm excited about Seneca. I'm vaccinated. (laughs) So that means I can visit and I can't wait to be able to like, play with him but I think that you are both doing a really good job um, as new moms I know it's not easy Um, (laughs) I know it's not easy um I know I have cut into two hours of what could have been a nap time so I appreciate that um but I just want you to know that like um that I think you're doing a good job and that I see you both and that no, there was no need for a reveal link. Like I've known since middle school. I didn't know that I knew because at middle school wasn't a thing. You just were a really great softball player who happened to be a tomboy who was also like a really smart nerd. I didn't know that that meant <laughs> <laughs> that you also like girls. Like, I don't know. I didn't care. You didn't like me. I don't know. That's not have anything to do with that. Like, you know, and so that's like that's another part of the conversation. Is I think yeah, some of the people that are homophobic is like, like some of the conversations I've had before are like, just because they like men or just because they like women doesn't mean they like you. Like, that's not right. It's not like yeah, you like everybody. That's right. Right. And it's that's like a that's weird...
2: really big thing, <laughs> thing that, yeah. that yeah. actually weird. has to get said. That's like, yeah. <laughs> you don't like every woman just that's because right. you're a guy and that's you right. like women, you know? But on that's... top of that is the main thing is people don't want to get hit on. Right. You know it that's really kind of what is that yeah, all,
3: and feel uncomfortable. Yeah, whatever. yeah. And,
2: there's, and there's, you know, there's there's a bunch of patriarchy we can talk about in that. Oh, anyway, literally. there's
0: definitely gonna be episode <laughs> of part two. The last thing that I want to share um with Lupe and the, with the people listening that um well, obviously the people listening won't know, but I don't know if Lupe will know either. But um one of the things that so Lincoln and I weren't super close in school. I mean we you know I was friends with everybody, so there's that. Um. But one of the things that heightened my level of respect for Link, um, it's been a very long time. It's been a very long time, some years ago. I put up a post on Facebook and um, the post was about homosexuality and how um, it was about something about like whether or not people could change, like, Mm -hmm. you know, whether or not you could change someone, right? And unknowingly the post was offensive and it wasn't like like link I don't even know if she remembers but can attest like the post was not offensive like I was not degrading homosexuality I was not talking trash about it I really was talking about how you know can you like if you like one sex or the other can dating someone else like and how people should not try to like change them and you know people commented on the post link reached out to me in my dms she she dove in my dms and was like can i say something to you um and i was like yeah of course please please do and she you know everybody knows link is (laughs) long-winded so she wrote me this (laughs) dissertation about how um about how the post could be seen as offensive um how it could also be dangerous for gay people right for other mm-hmm. people for straight people particularly men for straight men to feel like they could change a gay woman by having sex with her or coming on to her or in some instances forcing sex on her
1: mm-hmm. and in that
0: moment we were able to have a pretty extensive dialogue around um both intention education communication um yeah. and i appreciated I appreciated that she read the post and was comfortable enough to come to me, right, and and Mm -hmm. talk to me about it. Um, And also that we were able to have that dialogue because I I still firmly believe that that's how things change. That's how people change, right, is by dialogue. I also appreciated that she knew my heart well enough to know that there was no ill intention. It wasn't like I put this out and I was bashing these people and she was coming to me to be like, don't bash us um so I, <laughs> yeah, from that yeah. Point, like there was a level of respect and transparency that that I have held um and that was probably 10 years ago I mean it's been a really long time um but that is one of those things that we, like we talked about in the beginning that things happen and you know people have impacts on your life and you don't know that it's going to impact you 10 years later until it's 10 years later and you're like oh I still remember this thing um right so anyway I I want to say publicly that I appreciate that about you that has not I don't think that's changed that's still who you are um except now you just text me or call me
1: <laughs> I try to not miss the mark nearly
0: as often these days but you know um I appreciate that about you I'm proud of you both um I love my nephew I can't wait to see him again we will schedule a part two but I do appreciate the time that you guys have given me for part one it was a lot of fun and I think well, we are yeah, probably to a lot. Of so oh, good.
1: go take a nap.
0: Although he's probably up now. So I don't he's know. Probably
3: he's going probably going to be up, up. soon. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> for sure.
0: Get like 10 minutes. That's all I got. That's all. That's my gift to you on this Friday. Is 10,
3: minutes. <laughs> 10 minute nap. Done. <laughs> all right, guys. I love y'all. All
2: love right. Love you too. To you Thank you. Thank you, Obi. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.